post you did, I have... Oh, right. I have just turned the recorder on. I have shared your post everywhere. Oh, thank your you. Your post was one of the most awesome things I've read in years. Oh. Um, I've had people contact me about it. I made sure they know it's yours. It was a dream to see a post like that. It was agony to see a post like that because you know. Yeah, you know. You get the pain and everything. And I have to say to everybody out there, if you haven't seen the post, put it up again. It was incredibly important, incredibly important. All I ever get in my work with families at the first point of contact is I get them saying a professional, a professional, a professional. And I went, you know, they're not all like that. And I've quoted your name a few times. Right? Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you. Because lovely they're not. It was important. It was so important what you did. Um, it was just brilliant. And so from, from my viewpoint as a Tigger, who's also autistic, and all I hear is awesome, awesome parents saying that they're in agony. That post was absolutely a breath of fresh air. Oh, I'm pleased. I, I wasn't, you know, it's one of those ones where you kind of write it and rewrite it three times and think, should I say all of this? And I, I even, I think I had to edit it later because it was a little bit sweary. Um, but I mean, that's where... If I get passionate, I get a bit sweary. So that's oh, no, fully thing. But it just again, I guess just to talk about that a little bit. I think like so one one thing, the worst thing you can do as as any kind of professional in any field, I think, is is assume that you are right all the time. And and for me, I know I did things early on that I would I'd never do that now. You know, I used techniques. I used you know, reinforcement-based approaches, you know, punitive measures that I just wouldn't yep. do anymore. But I know more now. And, and I, you know, so I've got the advantage of that. Um, and I get why people still make mistakes. But as long as they're always honest and, and I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it as well is, is frustration with the system. I just work with so many parents at the moment that have had, I had another a parent the other day that had sent an EHCP back for amendments. She'd written some amazing amendments. She knows her child better than anybody in the world other than that child. Um, knows exactly what they need. Has been the reason that child, you know, has done so well in lots of ways and not completely burnt out. And she put these lists of great amendments in and she it took, I think, four, four months. She did it in October. Just, that's actually that's over six months to come back. And they'd crossed out one thing about transport and sent it back. And and some of the services are just get that they're stretched, but uh, I don't know. We've been joined by someone, Tigger. Oh, hello. Um, They're just connecting to the audio. So we're going to have one person listening to us. Yay. That is cool. (laughs) But yeah, well, thank you for mentioning the post. Um, You know, I was was pleased with it in the end. So I was pleased with the response it got. Um, hello Roberta you, we might have more guests uh, if we don't and, and you want to sort of drop in and, and say hello at the end and, and have a chat with us then we can give you that option uh, this this was meant to be a Facebook live where people could comment and ask questions using the Facebook chat so I've put the chat box here comments and questions here um, but seeing as it's only you with us live, perhaps you're the only one that figured out the complicated system I've put in place today. Uh, then, you know, we might we might just bring you in if you want to have a chat at the end, or if you have to use chat box, we, we, 
love to hear from you. The discussion today, um, there's two reasons really I wanted to get to good. Well, there's three reasons. First one, he's awesome. So there's always any excuse. Um, and I always learn so much. Uh, the second reason is we've got the parenting group. It starts next week, but I think Tigger is with us further down the line, but he's going to be doing that, which is a six-week online work group for parenting autistic child um, with three amazing guest speakers who I'm speaking to all of them this week. Uh, I'm speaking to Jody. Is it, I think, later tonight? Is it later tonight? Sorry, let's get this Get me admin. No, that's on Thursday in the evening. And then the awesome Dr. Chloe uh, tomorrow lunch. But today we've got Tigger Pritchard, which is just always a pleasure. Um, and last time we did a podcast, Tigger, we talked a lot about the autistic experience and culture. And we said we were going to get together again and chat about that. So I thought that would be a good topic, although we don't have to stick with it. Oh, no, no. You know, we're, like, we're a bit fluid at the best of times, aren't we? <laughs> um, but no, no. Um, to those that are watching, forgive my movement of eyes. I have a almost triple screen set up with a phone, wow. a surface, and then a screen. Um, it almost keeps my attention. doesn't always, but it should do. So I'm just getting some stuff there as, as visual prompts to myself because I love them so much. But no, uh, thank you so much for, for, for asking. I learned too. Um, love what you do. Share what you do like mad. But yeah, so I'd welcome those that are here now and those that will we'll see this later on. And, and the, the course you're offering, brilliant. The other people on board, superb. People I listen to and learn from, because you've got to, haven't you? Um, it was, it was uh, Dr. Chloe that um, early on in my um, autistic journey, said something to me which I hope she doesn't mind me sharing and it's, it stays with me and the and the the kind of like variations of it are, are used in lots of different settings and it's something akin to it's when you when you when you either disclose to somebody you're autistic or you talk and then I've expanded it to talk about you know autistic identity PDA identity so on and so forth is the person will give you a response that really is limited by their understanding their training their own growth mm. and I always automatically when the response isn't what I want it to be, what it should be, what I would hope it might have been. I always try not to knee jerk. I always think, well, hang on a minute. That person's at that level of training. Yet they think they've had the really up-to-date training, but the training they've had is actually very out of date or, mm -hmm. you know, they haven't retrained in, in several years, so on and so forth. Or, you know, and it's, and it's actually become kind of a, not a great comfort to me, but it's made me, <clears throat> it's, can I say it's a way of me counting to 10 before I knee jerk, if I'm honest? So sometimes if I disclose, if I disclose people, hi, blah, 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 uh, I'm autistic, the response hasn't always been positive. Um, more for not, well, you can't be, right? And, and I'm thinking, well, actually, and sometimes the response, you can't be because you're funny. I know people would argue that one, okay? But um, <clears throat> I know. So, or, or they say, you can give eye contact, or, um, you know, you're a really empathic guy. All the rest of those things which are very out of date, with regards to all autistic individuals and then and, and rather than knee jerk and going look and wanting to explain and and really well knee jerk in a bad way i guess it's like that person's responding to me at that moment in time with their level of understanding and we were chatting a little bit early on and i can't remember if it was on here and it may be where was i 34 years ago 34 years ago at the ripe old age of three that's not going to work either is it 34 years ago in what would have been my early 20s um, I, I was 
I was punitive in terms of responding to situations. I was very, very strongly reward-based and so on and so forth. And I was very kind of like, <clears throat> you know, my knowledge then of, of, of what autism was all about was just before Rain Man came on the scene. And it was just not what it is now. But I've been lucky enough to be in a journey, to be supported by amazing individuals, to meet new awesome individuals and to be able to carry on learning. Mm. And I've chosen to. Um, and it's, you know, so I, I use that statement from Chloe, which is like, you know, which is kind of, you know, I've, I've re retweeted a bit, but it's kind of like that person's responding to you because of where they are at that moment in time in the journey. And then what I try and do is help them go a little bit further. And mm. sometimes you get receptive individuals and sometimes you don't. I think, you know, and that that is like, goes back to your post really doesn't it you know kind of a way yeah but again as you see the post I'm, I'm i'm a bit more angry about it which is remarkable really seeing as it's it's happened to you and chloe but you seem to be able to be much more you know um reflective of, of it and empathetic well, to I, the other I, person I, I, whereas okay. i just think they need well, no, to no. In. i'll 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 you know so, i'll be open here there are times where i've cried there are hmm. times where i've been so devastated by yet another parent ringing me up and saying a, you know, a professional they've met has completely dissed their understanding of their, their child and their uh, you know, understanding of what it means to be autistic and their up-to-date knowledge of what it means to be autistic. And and sometimes, you know, and I and I still, I have, there are, I still, there are still situations where, uh, as so many others have said, the minute you say hi, you can see, you know, you can see somebody's muscle tone change. You can see their pupil dilate. You can see their chin move, whatever. You can see their mind go, oh, hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, you're one of those. Yeah, whatever one of those is. You can see that box straight away happening with some people. And and that, I think, will go on for, for quite some time. So, no, there are times when I am angry. I just have to look after my mental health, I guess, as well. Yeah, and not get as angry as, as I used to, really, because I well, used to. And it, you know, again, it, it smacks to that sort of myth that autistic people don't have empathy. Because if, if you and Chloe are having enough empathy for that person, for who they are in their life, as to their negative response to you telling them they're autistic, I just think, again, culturally, because we, you know, we talk about culture today, it feels like there's this kind of professional culture where I know more than you because I read it in a book. But to me, when you're working with people, and they have an experience that you don't, you cannot put yourself in that position. If, if someone says to me they're autistic, and I say, oh, well, I, I've heard that, or I feel like being autistic is about X, Y, and Z, and they say, well, no, it's not. Oh, okay, I've just learned something. It's not, oh, you, oh they, you must be wrong about it because you're autistic, so you don't really understand what it's like. Yeah. I don't think I'm articulating that particularly. No, well, no, but there's, there's, no, you're right. There's, there's that awesome bit about what, what I'm fascinated by, and this is linked to culture in, in an abstract kind of a way, because what we were, will, and will talk about. There's the bit where, how does somebody feel they become an expert? Why does somebody feel they become an expert? Why does a three-hour training course, where somebody then carries the autism champion title in whatever environment it is, why does that make them an expert? Um, what does that make them an expert that that's it? They know definitively everything. Mm. And that's what I have concerns with. I am not an expert. I am not an expert on PDA. I am not, I am an expert on living as Tigger, the autistic individual. Yeah. But I'm not an expert on all awesome autistic individuals because I can't be. Experience, yeah. Knowledge, yeah. Reading, yeah. Learning, yeah. And from parents, from families, from individuals, always will do. 
because I love it and I've got to. But there, there is that bit where, you know, again, we contact as we both have with individuals. You will hear, oh, well, you know, I, I've had the, well, yeah, we have, uh, we, oh, we have an autism champion. Yeah, we, we know what we're talking about. We, we have a Senko. And please, there are autism champions I know that are lush. There are Senkos I know that are lush. And that, you know, continue going courses that continually, you know, retrain, read stuff and share that stuff with the teams and so on. So I'm not doing a blanket kind of everybody here. But I will be honest and say, you know, almost every phone call I get with that, that helping out families, individuals hat is they don't understand is I've been on a parenting course and it's a parenting course because I need to learn how to parent properly. And it's all it's it's just wow. But there are there are shining beacons out there. Um, thank God, which, you know, professionals that can put their hands and go, I'm here to learn. And that to me is. And I say to Pete, I, I was talking to someone the other night, and I believe I may well mention you, because I would. And I said, if you find a professional like that, I said, hug them, don't let them go. And I went, actually, no, you can't, it's a pandemic. So I said, don't hug them. <laughs> I said, elbow tap them a lot, just to reinforce that they're brilliant, yeah? I'd wave a lot, because, you know, this is how change is going to happen. When we work together, we understand each other, we learn from each other, we listen to each other. And then, you know, that is is awesome, really. Mm. I it's interesting. Simon, I... nice bit there. Sorry, there's a bit yeah. in the chat. Social well, indoctrination was... teaches us to only to believe and respect people in a position of power, i.e. a professional. Yeah, it does. So we've got to change that. Well, this is it. And it was interesting. When I when I was looking into sort of autism and culture, um, there was something that came up, which was a bit of research or paper by... It's on the National Autistic Society, but it's Dr. Chris... Oh my goodness, that's a Greek name that I could butcher. Papadopoulos. There you go. Um, and he was talking about uh, autism stigma and the role of ethnicity and culture. And there was yep. one really interesting point that he talked about collectivist cultures. So basically, you can kind of define something as a collectivist culture, which is where the priority is placed on community, kind of interdependence, shared group norms and values. And then a more individualist culture places priority on personal independence, goals and values. And the idea is that, you know, someone that is identified as, as different, as neurodiverse, neurodivergent, um, are likely to be more rejected and stigmatised in a collectivist culture. What's interesting is that lots of the you know uh, america um and the uk in particular are seen as or identified as individualist cultures and i just wonder if maybe what's happening is that because in those cultures there's been enough individualistness i've forgotten the word already to allow us to now hear from awesomely autistic people more because they feel comfortable enough to, and able enough to share their voice. But what that's led us to see is actually we're not that bloody um, individualist at all. Yeah. And we need to yeah. keep going towards a more individualist culture. I think, um, Chris, I know Chris, he's the uh, London Autism Group. He is mm. awesome, um, an absolute gent, um, and does some incredibly good work. And what he does, you know, for that area of London that he's in and, and farther field is gorgeous. Look him up. He's dead cool. And, um, and, and, and you're right, that, that acceptability. I had the chance to watch the, the reason uh, why I jumped last night on a, 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 a special guest thing, another hat I wear. And that was interesting because um, that film challenged individuals 
to understand that, you know, if a person uses an alternative, an augmentative method of communication, it doesn't mean they are not intelligent. It doesn't mean they are not articulate. And I don't want to spoil the film, so I'm going to say go and watch it, the doc film documentary. It's good. But a lot of input was there from individuals, um, such as the, 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 the gentleman that wrote the books, um, you know, from, a, from a, a, an, an assistive aid viewpoint for an augmentative method of communication. And it was interesting. There was one bit there where this guy who is awesome and he's using the point board to spell out mentioned the fact that his human rights had been ignored. And it was an extremely powerful moment. And they were ignored because all people saw was, you know, they, they, they'd been led to believe that an individual who, you know, that autistic individual, they'd box straight away, they'd box straight away. And if he can't talk, if they can't talk, then wow, they really are handicapped. Forgive my terminology, it's the way people box, yeah? And not terminology I agree with, but they kind of box this person straight. When we fact, you know, the individuals in this film were articulate and, and, and powerful and gorgeous. And they all write books the insight was incredible and it's that and you are right there's, there's the bit as as we grow with a degree to be more accepted and inclusive within our cultures we realize the amount of voices we've just chosen not to listen to and it's like a gradual process mm. um there must be a term out there i think we said this before for i feel sometimes it's how, however many hundreds of years ago it happened but it was 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 Henry VIII or something or so on that changed a lot of laws around equality, and that was the link between men and women at the time, and so on. Um, where somebody started that those dominoes falling. Where now we have this belief system that you know it's I mean it's things like you know if if it's even it's anything that's different, yeah, neurology, accent, gender, you know, um, religion, anything. There's that bit where, you know, you're boxed very quickly as being different and then boxed in a particular, in many ways, negative way. Um, but, you know, awesome, awesome artistic individuals. They're, you know, however articulate we may be, however we may need to use other methods of communication, be it signing or, or you know, iPads, Protocro, et cetera, and so on, and other augmentative, you know, aids. That there's for some individuals there's a passion, there's an intelligence, there's an articulation, which is just just being ignored. Mm-hmm. And you're right, there's that fight. I mean, it's Autism Pride Day coming up. There's that that fight to be recognised alongside so many other individuals. The fight to just to be let me in, you know, let me in, let me be treated equally. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and I, and I think you know, my journey's been over 34 years. I know where I was 34 years ago, 35 years ago with regards to what I was told about what it means to be autistic, what autism was all about. I think I'd said before, um, forgive me if I have, but when I worked in particularly right then, I worked with, I think, eight or nine individuals, and I was told these are the only eight or nine individuals in the whole of this county who are autistic. That's it. They're all here. And that was 1987, 88. And, of course, things have changed since then, yeah? So the, 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 the culture attitudes are... Uh, uh, are fascinating and it is it is something and the other thing about the reason I jumped sorry was that it, it actually went across quite a few countries oh wow okay and, and so it wasn't just American it was it was uh, I think it was Zambian and so on and that was interesting and I'd I'd worked many years ago oh it's six years ago now I uh, this is perhaps where a lot of my journey started I went to Nepal and I worked in a Christian school there because a Christian school was the only school they would accept children with a learning difference, learning difficulty, autism, the terms they used around then. It was interesting how their culture was. Um, I mean, hey, Nepal, 
Oh my god, loved it. Um, Himalayas, we talk about outdoor stuff. Oh my god, it's like somebody painted it on the backdrop. Mm. But the village we were in, there was this bit there about. Um, I remember somebody coming to me, articulate, um, intelligent, and giving me two vials of holy water and saying, Oh, could you sprinkle them on in the morning? And then just before school finishes, then we have a much better evening. And I was like, I mean, there was, I mean, the person had a, a, a phone and an iPad. And I was, I remember standing there and just going, I'm, I'm lost because I don't understand because my brain was going, you've got an iPad. So I boxed them at a level of intelligence. You've got a phone. I boxed them at a level of intelligence. And I was thinking, but you're giving me holy water. And over there in some areas, as, as, as you would have in a lot of parts of the country, you know, parents were seen, mothers were seen as, as demons, as witches. The children were seen as, as, as demons, possessed, and so on. And the attitude was, and it taught me a lot. And I went back there again. It was one of the, one of the best things I ever did. But that was where I think my, my idea about culture first started, because I thought, wow. And yet the change there, there's, there's a school I saw in Kathmandu um, that, was, that was really doing its best to launch itself into the 21st century, let alone the 20th century, the 19th century. It was incredible the depths they were going to to do a provision. They have there, which I loved, and sorry if I'm going off on tangents again, you know what I'm like. They have there, if memory serves, they had a YouTube clip, and I might try and find it. I'll, I'll email my friends. They have a YouTube clip with two women talking over the washing, yeah? That's the YouTube clip. One's a mother of an awesomely autistic individual, and one isn't. And that's the education process. They're talking over the washing, they're chatting. And she goes, oh, no, 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 he's not. No, he's not, he's not possessed. He's, he's autistic. And I thought, wow, straight down to level, really cool, really awesome. And that was stuff I saw, yeah, 2015, 2014, 2015. Um, and they've continued ever since, really. But you're right, that acceptance bit is, you know, like I said, I, I, can, I can say to somebody, blah, 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 um, you know, hi, you know, I'm awesomely autistic. And some people go, brill. Some people go, yeah, you know, neurotypes, brilliant. And some people go, oh. I've ah. got, sorry, I've got so many ideas and things popping up. Go, go, head. go. I have to get them in now. Um, go for it. Go away again. So in my head, I'm thinking, right, so we're talking about, I guess those... There's more modern cultures, if you like. I won't use East and West. Modern cultures like the UK, like United States, and then comparing that to somewhere like Nepal. And that that approach of they're broken, they're fixed, holy water. But actually, isn't it interesting that with all the modernization, all the science, all the welfare, all the support, all the services that are set up to support people, sometimes we're still just throwing holy water at them and trying to change them. Because okay. yeah. the holy water is just, I don't know, ABA, social skills training. It's, it, it's obviously not holy water. We don't think it's a religious thing anymore. But have we really advanced? Because we're saying, you're still broke, we're going to fix you. And yeah, the other idea I had is actually sorry. Well, one thing that could change that, because I'm thinking of solutions, because I like to do that, rather than just think about the issues. And why not stop calling it a diagnosis and call it oh, God, yes. an identity opportunity? So you yeah. have the opportunity to have your neurotype identified and you can take it or leave it. Yeah, I, 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 I do not, I, I say identified 
Um, I try and use identified uh, and those kind of words rather than diagnosed because diagnosed to me is a negative term. Mm. I try and use them when everyone working with parents, families, other people. I try and make sure that, you know, because it, 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 to me, it reinforces that there's something wrong with you. It's a difference. Brains are just lush, yeah. And, it, and, and so I try and use that wherever I go. And you're right, because it's, it's, it's incredible how words just change perceptions, don't they? Words change perceptions. Oh, there was a piece of work done, and it can't remember because I'm terrible, about how you change the words in your brain, it changes your perceptions automatically. Mm-hmm. Positive, negative. I can't remember it, but it was quite a cool one, yeah? And, and it's that kind of stuff, and it's true. You you know, you you, you change, you know, yeah, I mean, it's even even things like, I don't know, we, I was on a, um, with a, a, a group uh, last night that I helped run a PDA support group in the Southwest, and we were talking about the fact that people go on parenting courses, and if you're if you're a parent already, to go on a parenting course automatically has, you, you know, as the saying goes, your back is already up, you're already right out. So I'm going on a parenting course. Yeah, we're going to send you on a parenting course. Even the change of language to that would make, you know, the accessibility of that that program much more positive for individuals. You know, the content I think needs to change a bit. Um, and I think that would be, you know, and, and you're right. I'm I'm looking at the the. the the chat box here as well and you would it would also because the minute you say someone's diagnosed people at their level of understanding box negatively mm. the minute you say identified self-identified whatever those terms you're using they're gorgeous they're superb it changes that perception and also you know the the response that as i said you open up you see people hide i'm tigger and i'm awesomely autistic you get some that go lush you get some that go oh oh, you'll be all right, you know, and you're like, oh, man. And, and it's it's those things, but, you know, it, it, it's, it is interesting culture-wise how there's the difference, but I, I was going to go on to say, so my head had gone on the place as usual, what's fascinating was the amount of money that was being put into this school in um, Kathmandu. I, I, I remember going from a village where, you know, mobile phones exist everywhere almost, which I found fascinating. Tellies don't always fit mobile phones are everywhere, which is one of the first culture shops I kind of had because they are so important and so accessible. When I went to the school in Kathmandu, I saw the same kind of specialist environment I've seen in England, and that threw me. iPads, touchscreens, the amount of money that's been put into these environment from different countries like America and Switzerland and China was interesting. Um, and that I, 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 I thought was really... In, in, in some good ways and some bad ways. I, I think I'll leave that one there. Because um, I think there's politics involved as to why the money was being pumped in as well. But um, it was just interesting to walk into an environment where I suddenly got used to the holy water and so on and to see state-of-the-art equipment. And that was like, wow. And and But they have got a very, you know, they've got, as I said, the YouTube channel. They've got um, a great Facebook environment and they're promoting a lot, um, which is, you know, what it's all about. But again, going back to the holy water, that, that's where that technology, like the, the the because all the information about, I guess, support what what we would call supporting autistic person has come from these ideas of pathologizing and changing. All the tech, all the stuff that is there to change, is effectively just expensive it holy water. It so is no, just, you know, I mean, you know, we haven't necessarily I've, gone that far. I'm gonna I'm gonna nick that if I may, but I will I will make sure it's quoted to you <laughs> as I right. nick that bit from Chloe and always say it's, it's quoted to Chloe. You're right, it is. It's just expensive, dressed up holy water, and when you look at that, 
then again, doesn't your jaw drop? Don't mm. you go, you know? And that thing about, you know, the, and again, parents, you know, parents, oh, you know, we've been told that he, she, they have got to behave a certain way and talk a certain way. And I'm thinking, what? You know, I, I, I have, I'm developing my dictionary on my phone, my dictionary, Tiggy's dictionary of what I do. And I'm sharing it with those people close to me to say, when I'm doing this, you know, when I say I need, you know, I had some really um, bad news um, um, a, a week and a bit ago. I'm sorry to I just, I, tar, um, and I had to shut down. I planned loads of things. I was with my partner. Literally, I got the phone call as she was there and I looked to her and I went, I've got to ring dad, I've got to ring, you know, so on and so forth and tell the rest of the family and so on. Obviously, it was a, a sudden death. And then I just looked to her and I know I'd already explained this and I went, I've got to shut down. And that is, don't even say, how are you? Don't even bring me a cup of tea. Mm. Don't talk to me. Just let me go and do what I need to do. You know, uh, uh, Mrs. Pebbles was there, so I went and said hi to Mrs. Pebbles straight away, as I would. Uh, smelt Mrs. Pebbles. And then I just, I just went to an area that could just be me. And I couldn't, didn't want anybody else there. And I was there for four or five hours, just getting myself back together because I had to. Now, I've had to work with somebody close to me and educate them about what I'm learning about myself, what I need. Other people would, would, you know, think, you know, you're a, you're a, um, a youthful looking man in his mid fifties who's got to go off and, and act like a child or something. I, no, I don't. This is survival. This isn't, you know, as other people might interpret it, this is me realising I need this to stay level. I need to get my spoons back, which I practice, get my force back, whichever one you want to use to get to get to be able to be able to cope again. And and it's it's that where the, as you say, the the holy waters we have are you must talk a certain way, you must hold your cup a certain way, you must sit at the dining room table and have three square meals a day, you must sit on that classroom chair and not leave it. You cannot bring a toy into a classroom environment or a steaming tool. Look, look, I got so, so anxious, it broke. I've got the right times on there, I did a week. And I'm black, back on blue tack. Yeah, I sort of back on blue tack, which is like my standby. Um, and it is, and it, it, it is helping, it's helping people to understand that, you know, we have rights, treated as equals, inclusive, etc. But that it's, you know, this is, this is who we are in all our ways as awesome, autistic, individuals this is who we are and and it is that set up i've actually i've actually um the things things i love i was there the other day my dictionary is also includes whistling so i choose to be non-verbal i'll whistle and the other day i was whistling and my partner went what have you lost and i was like yes i was i kept running downstairs and i went how do you know and she went oh. and i went okay thank you and i was just over the moon i thought you know what i'm saying i'm whistling but that whistling, you know, I have a dictionary for whistling, yeah? And, and that goes back to the, the, the documentary film last night, you know, people use other methods of communication and we diss them because you're not allowed to do it because it's not normal. You know, now it comes to the holy water again, whichever format it's used, yeah? But it's, you know, acceptance. Being who we are is, is desperately important for the parents and the families out there. That change in the narrative, that change in the standard, those changing, those getting rid of words like diagnosis, disorder, etc. would be much better. Yeah, they would. Mm. Discovery and difference, yes, I brill. Um, yeah, definitely. Those are things that we've got to keep pushing. It's funny as well because I think as a, as a trainer now, I don't, I don't know if you find this, but I, I kind of double back. So, like years ago, it'd be all about strategies, give people tools, techniques, strategies, strategies, strategies. But actually, now you have to spend a lot of time at the start of any 
conversation or training, working with that group or person to understand what their attitude is and what their approach to the strategy is. Because without wishing to milk the analogy, that's another analogy involving a cow that I won't, I won't go down. Um, but in order to milk that analogy with the holy water, if the approach is, right, we're going to put a bowl of holy water here. We think it will help you. So if you feel willing, maybe have a little bit of holy water. But what's it like being a, a demon? And, and are there any benefits to that? And oh, actually there are. And actually, could we make things more welcoming for a demon rather than just assume they're bad and want to change them? So even the holy water could potentially, right, maybe not, maybe not. But you see what I mean? Like, you, you know, it's yeah. about you offer someone the opportunity to change things they find difficult whilst supporting the environment around them to reduce those challenges in the first place. And, and I must confess, like you, as because, <clears throat> you know, as a trainer as well, and with the work I do with families and, and awesome individuals and so on, part of what I do now is I have to get people, you know, dependent on the size of the group, the family, but to the same level of understanding what it means to be awesomely autistic what it means to, to, to be, a, you know, an awesome PDA and so on, is to get them at that certain level of understanding. And I often um, chat to somebody there and I say, I sometimes start my training off with what they know. And sometimes that what I know is, here's your triad of impairment. Here's your spectrum, high functioning, low functioning. And, that, and I go, actually, that's wrong. And I go, this is where we move. And you see them going. And for, some people can get it. Some people are like, well, that's, yeah, well, it's changed. It's evolved. It's changed. It's different now. This is what the understanding is. This is what we know to be true, and and sometimes it's it's interesting because, you know, um, a, a friend of mine contacted me just for Christmas, um, without giving any information if I can. The organisation they worked for had ordered online training about understanding autism for their staff. It was CPD accredited. It cost X amount of pounds, a lot, I suspect. Downloaded it, Zoom training, PowerPoints, videos, all the rest of it. This person sent me screenshots. I think the PowerPoints were from the 1980s. And I think the terminology was from the 1960s, yeah? It was really out of date. But that staff team, yeah. I sit in there going, oh, we had, we had training today on autism awareness. Spot on. Yeah. They're not being, you know, they, they, as far as they're concerned, it's CPD accredited. They have had the most up-to-date training. And that only adds to, you know, that process of, ah, do you know what I mean? Um, That's it's funny. Coming I, from. I have that conversation with my, because um, obviously I work for a charity organization. I've got very good, very, um, they give me a lot of autonomy, you know, really caring CEOs. But they have sort of said in the past, well, if you're going to deliver training, why don't you get accredited? And it's that very reason that no one checks the accreditors. No one yes. checks the accreditors. I remember, you know, running the youth service and thinking, hang on, Ofsted, that's, they're making money. Like they're, they're, being, they're making money out of accrediting people and have, putting together these guidelines. Do they understand the services? Do they know what's needed in that service? Do they know, you know, again, you can have an educational setting that does very well at Ofsted that is completely mm. traumatizing the, the, the neurodivergent child through lack of SEN provision. But they're doing mm. well at Ofsted. Um, and it, again, you know, depends on, we, we, we were very lucky once, I won't name names, and it was too long ago to get anyone in trouble, but we had an Ofsted person come in who saw the value of what we were doing at Cedar and said to our manager at the time, look, I'm going to go and get a coffee. When I come back, you're going to have all this paperwork in place, you know? 
and and you're going to do very and then when we did really well but we could have had a complete stickler that went nope never mind all the families and parents and kids that are benefiting and really happy you yeah. haven't written a i don't know a, it was probably like a schedule for washing dishes with different color cloths or some shite like that that doesn't really matter in my opinion but there you go or certainly shouldn't matter as much as whether the kids are happy there was that post that, that, that Harry shared, that meme. I need to learn how to do meme generating things. I've got to learn a lot here. So I couldn't work out the Facebook this morning. I'm, we're trying to help each other. I'm like, I don't know what to do because I'm so well, young yeah. on this stuff. And, um, and it was something about if, if, if school, it was something around if school was as, hang on, I might have it here. If school was as traumatizing as, oh, but I haven't got it. Please be on here. Oh, you know, are you? It's somewhere else. But it was something akin to, if, if you know it, it literally school is traumatizing if it's right. not right if they don't expect individual and their needs school is incredibly traumatizing now if we sent kids individuals into an environment where they were being shouted at or then and tennis balls thrown or something we wouldn't be allowed but that is what's happening at schools that kind of psychological pressure sensory based pressure and stress and so on is actually happening it's just that people can't see it or choose not to see it or don't want to see it or don't have enough training to understand that it's there yeah and I think that one of the things I do with, I'll try and find that post of Harry's because his words are better than mine. Um, there's um, one thing I do say to parents when they, when they, I say, look, you know, A to parents, if you want to see the best professional for your child, have a quick look in the mirror. Because that's like, that's it, isn't it? You know, I say, I'm, yeah, I'm learning from you when I work with families, yeah? Hi, you know? I'll have some ideas and thoughts, but you're the person I'm learning from. The other thing I say to families is, and individuals is, and this is sneaky, um, but it's sneaky for a reason, is have a set of questions that you definitely know the answers to that are up to date, that are awesome. Drop them in. Drop them in when you meet the Senko, when you meet the autism champion, when you meet the head, drop them in. And that is your way of getting a base on it, whether understanding of what it means to be autistic is. And if they answer them brilliantly, this is great. If they don't, hmm, there's work to do, yeah? And so I often say to people, go in with that, that you know, that hidden kind of a uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a hidden gender of you know, thinking, oh, you know, and so do you have many high function, you know, guys here? Oh yeah, tons. You know, oh well, actually, well yeah, well actually, we don't use that. Oh right, you know, and then the dialogue will get better. And it is, it's been sneaky. It's going in, and who watches the watchers? Sorry, I'm, I'm reading that. So you know, my mind's on tangents. I'm sorry. Um, and it is, you go in and say, ask some questions subtly. Ask some questions, and it, it's getting that baseline. That is going back to education, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, 17 years I spent in education, getting that baseline of where people are and going, right, okay. And it's either going to scare the heebie-jeebies out of you or it's going to make you go, oh, okay, this is cool. And I'm hoping, well, I don't know which one it's going to be, possibly, but it's, it's you know, you've got, you've got to find out and you, you can't, you know, you, as you say, who watches the watchers? You know, you have so many people and your accredited training, you're right. I was chatting to someone the other night the minute you see CPD accredited, all those little boxy things underneath on PowerPoints and so on, hey, these guys are really cool. No, mm. it does not mean that at all. But also I think people people assume, I wrongly assumed at one point, that accreditation was like a sort of usually a governing body, probably funded by the government to make sure that what out that what's out there is 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 good, is the top standard. Possibly like maybe the NHS would do certain healthcare things. Um but it's not. It's it's Wild West. It's some. It's a company that's making money. money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, sorry. they're just making money, and they're saying, "Oh, you know, if you pay this, you'll get this amount of accreditation. But if you pay this, you'll get that." What? Hang on. 
no is it good is it current is it helpful you know that's those are the things that matter really um i've, I've found that quote from harry i knew it was a powerpoint i've got another powerpoint and it, it's 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 a meme there's a pictures with words yeah mm. yeah, yeah that's it see? yeah, yeah top. <laughs> if school was as physically damaging to an autistic child as it is psychologically and emotionally damaging it would be illegal so mm. if school was as phys- physically damaging to an autistic child as it is psychologically and emotionally damaging, it would be illegal. Boom. Right? Boom, boom, you boom, know, boom, boom. That's so funny because before we were thinking today, I mean, it's not funny, it's, it's an incredibly insightful, wonderful piece, but it's funny because I was thinking today about sort of diversity and, you know, I, I train a lot, so I listen to lots of podcasts about, you know, uh, training things and I'm a bit of a geek for it sometimes. And I was listening to something about, you know, the idea that actually diet, health, you know, if there's a generalization of what is good for most people that people sell, but actually the individual is really important. Um, yeah. So say, for example, me and you could have exactly the same diet, but actually would maybe respond very differently to it. That's accepted with bodies. People get that with bodies now. It's starting to come through. You know, body diversity is, yeah, is all yeah, yeah. the norm. But when it's a neurodiversity, when it's someone that thinks differently, when it's someone that kind of comes at it, you know, it sees the world, experiences the world, communicates differently. It's, it just seems like a bizarre thing that we've sort of just forgot. Maybe it, it is, and then in, it's. I am in a. Um, I'm in a relationship with an awesome but neurotypical individual. And we have to, we've had to work on that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm awesome. I'm amazing. I'm superb. I think I'm a pain. I'm annoying. I go off on tangents. <laughs> I get excited. I have fads and things that I love. And I, I think she would go on for decades. Um, but we've had to work at developing our communication between our neurotypes. And she's had to rewrite a lot of beliefs, a lot of understandings, and to be re-educated. I've done that over 34 years plus of understanding and going right back to culture again. Why do some people then choose not to? Why do some people go, I've had my accreditation course, you know, and, and going back to was it Simon's point, which I think I'd scroll down to, oh, no, I've just mopped up my screen. She's never got a touchscreen computer. Um, about, you know, the... The society indoctrination. It is people think if somebody's there with the Milgram esque, you know, white coat and clipboard, they're their best. And often or not, you know, parents and individuals go into meetings, they are surrounded by wealth professionals with very, you know, cool looking laptops, maybe, maybe, because I know funding's terrible all over the place, but, you know, laptops, their clipboard versions, that so just be iPads, whatever, and very long words. And it's like, whoa, you know, and as you said, their voice gets not listen to they can fill out you know a form about how awesome the child is and what they need and it's you know, disregarded and so on and so forth and it's it, it's you know from that culture viewpoint why do some people just go i've reached the top of my learning and i know more than you that frightens me mm. that really frightens me so i'm never going to get there because i'm always i'm always going to still make mistakes i still do and i'm still always learning so i just i find it fascinating that some some professionals, some professionals, some environments, and there's, there's a lot of other stuff going on here, I suspect, from, you know, pressure, attitudes, you know, what Ofsted want people to do, so on and so forth, um, is, you know, all those pressures, because I was in education for all those years too, I get that as well. But it is like, you know, this is as far as I'm going to develop. 
until the next training day comes along, so to speak, which may not be for a while. And, it, and it's just like, oh. Um, I started reading these as well. Um, yeah, the old, quite a lot of good interaction to come back on. Um, I know, I know. We can't read it all. Uh, Simon, I'm sorry, because because t- I've not got long with Tigger, I'm not going to engage too much with the would I rather have big arms or legs question, but come back to me on a live when it's just me. We'll, we'll do that all day, no problem. Um, and all, but I am more interested in your comment about, you know, even gaslighting young kids from a young age, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never yeah. hurt me. Yeah, 100%. And if, but if you tell someone that in 10 minutes you're going to come back and hit them with sticks and stones, they're going to be in a fight or flight response and eventually that's going to, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> so, um, we're all individuals. Okay. I thought I saw a question in there, but I don't think there is one. As such. Culture-wise, mm-hmm. another interesting thing I found, um, which was quite recent, it was, a, it was a 2020 study, was about um, the... Where it... Where is it? There was the amount. There was the amount of di- the diagnosis levels, and, and comparing that to some cultural difficulties, because obviously oh. there's things like in in the. And again, I'm I'm using the term because that's what what it's called. I wish it wasn't called diagnosis, um, but there was stuff in there about like the word spontaneous. So makes spont. I think there's spontaneous play or something through the observation set, but actually that word in certain other cultures doesn't really exist or doesn't translate properly yeah so there was um there was a live with steve silverberg mm-hmm. and uh and i was very lucky that, that he didn't know who it was i typed in the question and i said to him why aren't there more individuals who are also autistic involved in this mm-hmm. you know criteria makeup and so on and he went they are they are they are looking at doing that so that's that's one bit from autistic input they're more awesome autistic individuals are going to have a voice that clinical professional voice insightful voice of this is what it means to be autistic and there was talk there about word and terminology and how there are a lot of issues even in English where sometimes there are some clear examples in English of what that diagnostic forgive me criteria is but then professional it's like Chinese whispers it gets reinvented and changed and changed again so you've got that problem in our culture British English culture as well Um, as much as you have in other countries where you know, that word doesn't exist. And then how you translate it, the ramifications of that are huge mm. because that will, you know, that will, you know, and, and then I'll go back to the stuff that like Kieran Rose talks about and so on. You go way back to those early ideas about what it means to be autistic, the terminology they used then, everything, all that negativity has permeated through the decades. And it started way back then and nobody's challenged it until very recently. But then you've got decades of that negative terminology, those negative viewpoints, <clears throat> which has just carried on developing and always been accepted as the norm. And only recently people turn around and go, well, actually, no, that's not right. So you, you, you've also got that translation problem within our own language, if I you know, use English, yeah, where mm. people look at it and then translate it, interpret it wrongly. And you're right, you know, you take that manual into other cultures and boom, you've got incredible differences in attitudes because of because of how words are used and yeah those are major problems in getting those you know the a clear understanding of what it means to be autistic across the planet again i go back to the reason why i jumped last night it was great because it was from different cultures mm. and and voices 
um, you know, from an augmentative communication viewpoint from different cultures and so on, was awesome to see and hear because they're educating the people around them in the community. They're showing that, hey, you know, you may see me as an individual who, um, from your viewpoint, can't speak, can't do this, can't do that, but hey, look at the book I've written. Hey, look at the artwork I can do. You know, look at this, look at that, yeah? I am intelligent and articulate as a, as a snapshot of a group of people, yeah? And that, that inter- what people in- choose to interpret. I mean, I, I, I've, 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 I've thought about doing this, and I'm actually a bit anxious about, you know, going out in the street and saying to people, hi, blah, blah, I'm doing a survey. If I say the word autistic to you, what does it mean? Mm. And seeing what people will say. Interesting. And I'm almost too anxious to do that, if I'm honest, yeah? Do you know what I mean? Because I, I think it would be an interesting one. I work, I was working for NC, I did a presentation for NCS, which is National Citizen Service. They get me in every year to talk to the young people there. So it's, it's school leavers, basically. Um, and I did a presentation on on neurodiversity um, and like, the benefits to society. And one of the things I asked them to do was they had to go and do some research. And a couple of them went out and asked people if they'd heard of the term neurodiversity or neuro- neurodivergence. Um, and it was really interesting. Like, you know, it wasn't it's not a well-known term, I would say, in the general public. But if they asked enough people, they'd usually be someone that said, oh, I know someone or I've got a family member with this or. So when it connects with you, it's in your sphere, if you like. It does mm. seem to be a growing awareness. But if not, it's just not the sort of thing that everybody knows about as a standard thing. I mean, again, this is um, I have contacted over the years every single news environment in my area. Yeah. And I'll keep it at that because obviously people know where I live. And one day, one awesome person came back to me and said, they said, basically, if it isn't a sob story, if it isn't a story about suffering, we don't want to know. I was trying to raise awareness about what it means to be autistic, some great things that were happening, and about PDA as well. And this person kind of off the record said to me, we want sob stories. We want to see people struggling. We don't want, this is, you know, this is what it means to be autistic. This is, this, is, this is about PDA. We don't want that awareness stuff. We want somebody suffering. We want somebody to go through difficulties. We want somebody trying to raise some money for a, a playground bit of equipment. And that killed. Because I was thinking, how are we going to get those positive stories up to date? Stories, truths out there. If it almost felt like, you know, the media was saying, oh, no. and, and, and you look at it, a lot of the media representation out there is still, you know, oh, oh, poor, poor, poor kid did good. You know, that kind of stuff, yeah? And you think, whoa. But it is changing. I mean, I, I do think, again, the pandemic, you wouldn't have found me on this two years ago. I'm bald and I'm really old. I would never have put myself out there on a screen, yeah? Actually, never. Real body image issues would never have done it. Hmm. And I've had to get used to it. But I I, am, I, I don't have met virtually and know so many awesome people who were, if I can use that term, flying the flag. And, and I do think this has, is, and will change a lot of perceptions because it's accessible it's there for everybody and it is making people think and question. And like I said, podcasts, I never listened to a podcast really before. 10,000 Steps podcast time. Do you know mm. what I mean? Boom. And I was like, well, that's really cool. I mm. should do some. Do you know what I mean? And off you go. And, and that has been really, and, and I, do, I do think, you know, positive wise, I do believe things are changing. I know, however, it is monumentally, astronomically slow. 
Mm. As I said, I very, very, I've just had a text now come in from somebody, uh, and sorry it came up on the screen there on the phone. I very rarely get, hi, went to CAMS, it was brill. Sorry if you work for CAMS. Um, I just literally had a text that went, hi, went to CAMS, God help. And you're like, again? Uh, Got to change it. Got to change it. This is it. It's like it's like the it's like the race analogy, and it doesn't really work. So I don't think there is a finish line as such. Well, maybe there is, but you know, you you do like a, a marathon or something, and but you know that the last bit, the last sort of mile, yeah, is going yeah, to be yeah, hardest, and it seems to take the longest. And I, I I hope that that in some ways is is where we are because it, again, if you go back, certainly when I started this line of work, it was so rare. To even unless you bought a book about one person's experience, to even hear about the ideas of autistic um, academics, autistic experience, you know that that wasn't. Donna, Donna Williams, nobody nowhere was the first one I bought. Then it was Temple Grandin. So it's Donna Williams, nobody nowhere. Then Temple Grandin were the first books I came across. Nineties, mm. the first ever big media thing, Rain Man. Yeah. Is that 90? That's his 90s, isn't it? Those are the first things I remember. I remember going to the library in the county I live in and, and saying, Have you got any books on? No. Yeah. You know, and going, right, okay. And and now there are a lot. Yeah. And and again, like the, the, the sort of the, the general pathway would be, I don't know, someone hears of watches Rain Man, first they've ever heard of it. Uh they go on autism training, and then if they're a real sort of self-directed geek for it they'll start to understand autistic experience whereas hopefully now with people like yourself academy you know it's there's a chance there's more of a chance particularly online that say myself 10 years ago was going into supporting autistic yeah, people yeah, would yeah. Go, oh wow i can just learn from autistic people about it brilliant i mean i mean it's, i mean i'm I... I'm part of Academy. I ha, Academy has personally helped me a lot. It's given me a um, an incredible validation. It's, and, and and really, you know, quells my imposter syndrome, which is gorgeous. And it does a huge amount for giving me people that actually support my mental health. Hmm. But also, you know, you listen. Uh, I was chat. I did a. Um, we got some podcasts coming out on kind of info dumping. And I was chatting to an awesome young man called David the other day about Lord of the Rings, right? It was a heaven with two, two Lord of the Rings fanatics either side of the camera and we're off. We could have spoken for maybe six hours and not got tired. I can turn to, okay, people that I know really well, start to info dump, boom, they've gone. And I can understand why, because I would go, oh, and this, and this, and that bit of the film, and this bit, and that bit, and that, that wasn't the right image you'd see for a telescope, I'm off, yeah? And they're like, oh, take us off again. Okay. And it's that that ease where you can be yourself with fellow awesome autistic individuals. And you're right. The pandemic has given us Zoom teams, so on, and enabled this knowledge to be out there for people. And you're right. You are hoping you get some people to go, okay, yeah, Rayman was good. Rayman was good. Yeah, yeah. I read that book by Temple Grandin. And Dolan, yeah, there's a cool, there's a cool. What else is out there? And boom, they get to academy, they get to you, they get to us, yeah? And other stuff, they go, wow, you know what? Hey, no, 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 this triad thing, excuse me. Hey, no, no, high functioning, well, hang on a minute. And then you hope that those Chinese whispers work in the other way and it changes to a, to a positive viewpoint, yeah? But getting back to the culture bit, you know, we are, and that bit, as I said about that, that indoctrination, which is a word I could not spell on my own. Um, sorry. That... Um, that, that, that you know, there's there's so much even even as parents 
of awesome autistic individuals, even me, where the, my cultural background, my, my upbringing, my parents, my grandparents, that's nine entirely in Welsh, that would have been, and so on and so forth. You know, I think, oh, I should do this, should do that. I mean, I was, um, there was one bit I was watching with that film last night and, 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 and there, were, there were people sitting down and there was, um, and they said to one individual, now, now, you know, they were toasting, clink the glass, clink the glass. And I'm thinking, no, you don't have to clink the glass. That's a social need there that you're placing upon somebody that might be giving them a huge amount of strength because you're making them clink the glass with somebody. Smile, eye contact, anything else is giving the same purpose. We don't have to clink that glass. It's nice, you know, that, that if we do and, and if it's culturally acceptable and so on, but I thought you don't have to make someone do that. And it's a lot of the things that I get, just what I will be talking about when we do the next one, is that bit about unconsciously me there is so much you know i mean in 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 care in education oh it's raining you got to put a coat on that could give somebody huge amount of stress yeah mm. you've got to sit in your chair you've got to go to assembly you know really bigger picture um the the, the one i love most as all well, i think was this was this jody the other day the other night on academy was it um it might be but she talked about i think going to school with some like 40 toothbrushes in the rucksack and if her daughter went, I'll brush my teeth now, she went, great, she was ready. And people be like, you don't brush your teeth in the middle of the teeth, in the middle of the street. The bigger picture is teeth have to be brushed. And you know, the 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 best way without so much, you know, pressure from a demand viewpoint is that, you know, I'll do it now. But aren't you supposed to brush your teeth in a bathroom first thing in the morning, in front of the sink, light on, blah, blah, blah. No. And those are the pressures, I think, those cultural attitudes as well, that raise, you know, anxiety and stress amongst all that other stuff that we've, you know, we've, we've discussed as well. I'm going to have to go because I've got another meeting at, at two that I need to get to. Um, we need to do this more regularly. It's awesome. Um, I'm I looking do, forward you, to yeah. obviously hearing yeah. from you on the course in a couple of weeks, but we, we should do something a bit more regular, but maybe we should. Podcast up or we should. It just, I and, and to those so that have joined, thank you. Interesting thought. Th thank you so much. Um, yeah, for those who joined live, brilliant. And I'll, I'll share it on the Facebook page as a video. I'm sure people will pick it up later on. Um, and uh, do check out the Facebook page for links for the event that's going to be featuring Tigger starting next And do week. read that post that <laughs> someone put up. Please, please, really. Honest, it was a professional saying hands up, listen. And it was one of the most powerful things I've read for quite some time. And I have shared it everywhere because I want more professionals to read it. I want more professionals to read it and just go, do you know what? Sorry. <laughs> You're too kind, too kind. And that genuinely, Tigger, that means an awful lot coming from someone like yourself. So I really appreciate it. Um, and I mean, someone like yourself, as in professional, awesomely autistic everything all the things <laughs> all the things and, um, and, right, and my let... blue tacky is now almost destroyed <laughs> yes you, yeah done very well considering okay um thanks everyone for joining us and like i said i'll put the recording out on the facebook soon take care thank you all bye cheers Tigger. bye old chap take care you too you